hello welcome to unscripted gaming my name is mike and uh, my name I'm, is ray i'm joined by ray josh mm -hmm. is out and that's fine uh because i'm back uh it's you been a minute back. uh it was a busy time in my life that is still ongoing and will be for the next 25 years I think when you sign up for one of these things, it's kind of a forever thing. You know what I mean? At, yeah, I should say at least 25 years. But then after that, then you just have to deal with, like, you know, emotional helping. And we all know that that's, like, super easy. So that'll be fine. Oh, yeah, t totally, totally. Yeah, or, exactly. You know, if, if, like, something catastrophic happens and everyone has to, like, merge together, then, you know, it becomes... Yeah. Economic If they ever scale. take the Destiny servers offline, then, uh, you know... Dad's gonna need some help here. <laughs> One day to, it might they're happen. Gonna have to it, they're gonna have to figure something out for me. It won't I be mean, pretty, before but... we get into it, you know, how does that make you feel knowing that one day Destiny 2 will go offline and your um, days, uh, possibly months at this point of work, Mike, will just disappear? Uh, if, I, if I get a sick jacket, correction, the opportunity to purchase a sick jacket by being on there online when they shut the servers down it'll be worth it okay, and then i will immediately pre-order their next game because i mean know. that was never a question but i guess the important thing is to get on topic here uh you know okay. <laughs> one of the challenges that they don't tell you about fatherhood mm -hmm. and something that was not in my baby book okay uh was what to do if your baby is kidnapped uh by a evil uh fungus mind that splits your baby into four pieces and then puts them in individual jars and then gives them to people who live in a spooky village. We, we should say that we are talking about Resident Evil. Oh, yeah. By the way, this is the Resident Evil 8 spoiler cast. So get out. Yeah, if you haven't played... Or don't care. Actually, that's fine. If you haven't played 7 either and you actually want to know what the story of 7 is, yeah, kick rocks. Because... Eight is a direct sequel from seven, and we have to spoil bits of seven just to get to eight. So, if you really want to play Resident Evil Village, and you should, stop listening now. Go buy it for sixty bucks on Steam at the time of this recording. You'll enjoy it. Actually, I want to talk about that with you. Um, you played the PS5 version, yeah? I did, yes. Uh, what was your frame rate? If you don't very mind good. Asking. It was very good. Okay. Just, I think it was just like sixty, but rock solid. I. I had to mess with a lot of settings to get it at a rock solid 60. Otherwise, it it loved dipping to 30, or it loved just saying, you know what, your textures are just going to be bad. You're going to have to deal. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until I was like halfway through the game. It I don't think there's an optimization that, like, issue. That dynamic does it do the dynamic resolution thing where it just immediately turns on? Just like yeah, yeah, turns it was to doing mud. That. You're like, oh great, awesome. So Sick. I had to deal with a lot of that. I'm sure on consoles, it's it was a lot easier to mess around with because they're not messing with different settings. Um, yeah. So I'm a little jealous of that if it was running at like 60 frames a second on like, I think you said, no, wait, you did say played it on PS5, but otherwise it was a good experience. But uh, I'm sorry, technical jargon aside, Josh would have loved that. Um, Mike, what did you think of Resident Evil Village? Uh, I guess just to clarify, this is actually my first Resident Evil game. 
I oh, yeah. I have not played a single other Resident Evil game, including Seven, the game that you probably should play before you play this one. Uh, there was a two-minute summary of what happened in Seven at the beginning of this game, and I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Works for me. Uh, I, had, <laughs> I had a great time. I had a great time playing this game. I think there are some parts of it that are stronger than others, and there's some things I would have liked to see different, but... Overall, I had a pretty good time with this. How about you? And I guess what's your relative experience with the franchise? Uh, I have watched Let's Plays of every single game because I'm that kind of Resident Evil fan that like watches from afar in the stadium. I'm like, that looks like a fun game. One day I should probably play that. And you know, it never happens. I actually did play uh, the hell out of Resident Evil 4. Played that when it came on mm-hmm. the GameCube. And I'm like... Ooh, Lord! What are we doing here? We ain't we ain't walking around with no fixed camera tank controls. We got Leon Kennedy aiming around the back. I was playing it with my friend Kevin. Shout outs to Kevin if he listens to this. Shout outs to Kevin. Uh, we love we love Kevin. We, we do love Kevin. We discovered that when the Ganados threw the knife at you or something, you could shoot the knife out of the air. If you aim, you're like, oh, there it is. Best game of the year. And you know, it it, it actually was the game of the year when it came out. It actually Shit. was. Yes. Yeah, that that shit's hot. That. Uh, it's obvious, though, that Resident Evil 4, like, changed the way the entire series has shifted, because Resident Evil 5 completely copied the Formula 4 and added co-op, and 6, the less we talk about, the better, I think. Konami was, I mean, not Konami, uh, Capcom was trying oh, something also, and it didn't work. Uh, while we're doing shout-outs, um, mm. shout-out to uh, my wife, who I love so much, uh, who is mm-hmm. watching the Wee Baby uh, while we are recording this. And then also watched me play, like, two parts of this game. And <laughs> the two parts that she watched were the most uh, the most boring part and the scariest part. So she had a real rough time with it. I, feel, I felt bad. There, uh, there's some hills and valleys in this game. But there, she, she, got, she got some real peaks and valleys. Let's just say that. Yes. Uh, I didn't play 7. Um, I didn't even watch a Let's Play of 6. I didn't play 7 because I figured if I was ever going to play it one day, I should experience that myself. Um, I did play 8 because that what what a great marketing campaign. Big Vampire Lady. And I was like, okay, what does she yeah, do? Yeah, that big lady. Tell me, I want to see more of that big lady. And, and the game does deliver. You do you do. Is the big see... woman here? Uh, no, not Like our friend Tormund tall. from... As a great man once said from a show that ended up sucking. I uh, the big woman here. And I she's here, folks. This... Oh my god, is she here? It, it, Actually, it per- I think honestly before we get to Lady Demetresque, we need to talk about Ethan. Okay, the, okay. The quite possibly my favorite video game protagonist now. I love this guy. I uh wow where to start with ethan winters um the game opens strong with him it's like oh yeah he's your everyday guy he's just walking around in his lavish home. in their bomb ass house <laughs> like, incredible like do you see that woodwork in there not just the woodwork the oh. plants all around they wow. have succulents they have ivies they have ferns like where do you get the time <laughs> yeah mother miranda right. she's like the botanical if you know what i mean Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, Mother uh, Miranda then, disguises his wife, re, who reads well, very that, creepy fantasy books to their child, and he's like, "Ethan's like, hey, that's kind of fucked up." And she's like, "It's fine." So it, it, immediate there's a, bad there's the vibes. Biggest spoiler. Immediate. 
But Ethan's like, oh, get... okay, that's what, what all right. I didn't get bad I... vibes from her just because of where that person came from in part seven. It's like, yeah, she's fucked up in the head. And why wouldn't you be, like, co- contextually how Resident Evil 7 comes about? I- Ethan's wife, whatnot. And I'm just like, yeah, whatever, roll with it. Creepy European yeah. story. I don't care. The animation of it was great. I loved it. Very, uh... That was good. Uh... Damn it! There's a studio that does that type of animation. One of the last movies they made was Box Trolls and Kubo and the Two Strings. Studio Leica. Well, studio Leica. Thank you. Yeah, yeah very hey, Studio Leica like. If you're uh, listening like to this, uh, stop actually uh, and go watch Kubo and the Two Strings. It's a great movie. What a great movie! It's a oh, great what an movie. Excellent movie. It's a wonderful movie. You know, we delve into a creep got robbed of Koopa with the two surprise. <laughs> Once again, you forgot. I, I like using Creed got robbed as a platform for me to litigate like my petty grievances with the movie going public for not saving movies that deserve better. It's your but, fault. Everything sucks now because you didn't go see this movie. I'm fine. Did, it's okay. Did Koopa and the two strings do bad? It uh, terrible. Really? Mega, mega bomb. Oh no! Oh oh yeah! I'm looking at up box office and budget. Oh no! Oh god! <laughs> oh. oh no! The, Y'all mother the... efforts had George Takei as a voice actor. You ain't sitting your butts in the theaters to see that. How dare! Shirley Sterling as the monkey. Yeah. What do you, Matthew McConaughey Matthew... as Father Beetle? What do you want? What more do you need? Is he, you know, it's it's, it's useless, Ray. It's uh, uh, okay. It's Marvel Town. Uh, all right, all right. <laughs> this is Marvel Town. <laughs> there you go. All right, commiseration about this movie. Kubo and the Two Strings got robbed. <laughs> it's the podcast It sure form. did. Oh, changing title. Okay. Uh, sorry about that. But I digress. Uh, we have to talk yeah, again about... Aside. Uh, Ethan, quite possibly my favorite video game protagonist. Um, uh, why do I love Ethan so much, you ask? Uh, uh, well, excuse me. Um, uh, well, the first thing is, is that he's a real dumbass. And I love him. As a fellow dumbass, I respect that. <laughs> Uh, like, first of all, the cr- first, again, more petty grievances and things I'm hyper aware of. That crib is incredibly unsafe. That's the scariest thing in this game. Is that crib? This is not a, sleep, a, a safe sleep crib. You got liners, you got yep. pillows, choking yep. hazards, yep. suffocation hazards. Not safe yep. for sleeping. That's scarier than uh, any part of this game other than the second part. Okay, so that... let's actually, well, if you don't mind, <laughs> let's go through a little bit of an order to so we can establish the theming, the hills and valleys of the game. Yes, yeah, let's Let, Let's start where Ethan is sitting with his wife, and all of a sudden, Chris Redfield, of all fucking people, just, <laughs> number like, one, he's swat now. Like, it's... You know that gif where it's a SWAT team like smashing everything and running yeah, through the, and the smash... guy, like, That's what happened to team. Ethan. <laughs> that, he got yeah. bad action. It, it was it was that like times twenty and just like <laughs> you're like oh my, what's happening oh my god what did I do? And they're like secure the baby secure the baby and you're like all right this game's kicking off what's going it's on? Great. <laughs> and they murk his wife. They just put several magazines straight into Ethan's wife in front of him. And it's like, oh, all right, Resident Evil. It's like, well, this happens. And then and Ethan's just like, oh, dang. 
Oh yeah, he doesn't have like he's like, what's going on, Chris? What did you do? Like, motherfucker, your wife just it's died just like, right in front of you. Is that your reaction to this? It's just the the continuing like cavalcade of incredibly fucked up shit that is <laughs> happens in this game and is presented to presented and or done to Ethan, and mm-hmm. at times when his reaction is just like, ow or, what the heck. This is a it's mild just, inconvenience. It's just inc- never not funny to me, but he's scared <laughs> all the time. But like yes. he is like a very high floor of being like uh, a very low flooring in that he's always like, uh, 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 but like anything, oh, no. be- anything beyond him, like being like a shaggy in a Scooby-Doo episode level scared is just complete. Just does not register at all. Yeah. Just completely. I think this- it's like, I, I, what, one of my favorite moments in this movie or game um, <laughs> is when, like, when it, you put two, when he puts two and two together, uh, that like they, put, like somehow through magic, turned her bait, they crystallized his baby, and put her in four different jars, and then he's like, he's looking at this jar, and he's like, oh well, I already got the first one, okay, he's just kind of well, like, no, he's like, what the heck. Fair. Okay, that's that is unfair, but that's basically what his reaction is. It's just very it, funny to me. I, I I thought that reaction was kind of well. More, I thought that was one of his more grounded reactions because that shot, which is like what after the first boss in the game, the screen starts shaking. It tilts to the left. It tilts to the right. You see his hand get wobbly as he turns it and rubs it off and realizes it says Rose on it and it says Rose's head. He's like, what the fuck? And he looks at Duke and he's like, what did you do? And he blames Duke because that's the correct thing to do. Like, how did you know this? Like, of course hey, you did this. Ooh, I didn't do any of this. Oh, oh well, before we get to Duke, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. We get, we're going we get, all over the place. Before okay. we get to my boy Duke, <laughs> we have to talk about what happens after uh, Ethan gets captured by Chris Redfield. <laughs> and I don't know, he blacks out and then the van that was carrying him is gone. His baby is gone. And he walks into the werewolf village. You don't know it's a werewolf village until a werewolf bites off your goddamn hand. Like, your ring and your pink bites off his ring and pinky finger. Just which... immediately getting fucked up. I mean, it's uh, yeah. messed up. Excuse me. That, the, those don't come back either, which the, the, I, I know what you're no. saying. It's like, well, of course, Ray. Why would they come back? We'll get to that. Because <laughs> it's inconsistent that they don't come back. <laughs> But they don't come back. He just, like, bandages it and says, Oh, God, that was kind of weird, wasn't it? Was that a werewolf? Yeah, this is this is where I'm with yeah, Mike it, now. Th- where it's, it's so like, funny. <laughs> where he's like, wait a minute, your hand just got bit the fuck it's off. Like why, he's why? literally <laughs> missing two fingers and puts, like, you know, some Neosporin and, like, a paper towel on. It's like, oh, wow, that was, that was kind of scary, huh? And he's like, man, you need to go to a hospital every day. now. Dude, <laughs> and he's just like, I'm good. And it, oh, and again, oh shit. one of the other underlying weird things in this game is that the second you hit the heal button, you know, you're not like uh, drinking something. You're not putting like a healing stim in, like or like a a shot or something in your arm. Like you just take this bo- like bottle of like healing juice. You just pour it over your hand. Like you pour it over the wound, the open wound in your hand. We're not taking video right now, but I would do it. I would. I will do a demonstration if I have to on camera. And then you see your health bar grow. 
And it's just like the game never establishes why this is happening. Again, it does. Incre- it, it does at the very end, I think. At the very end of the game, yes, it does. Which is very, fu- <laughs> is very funny. Um, and I'm kind of like, the first time it happened, I'm like, that's a little... Did he... I'm just going note to de- note that in the back of my head. Uh, anyways, like, so this village area kind of serves as the hub area for this game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's I kind like of it. like a... Uh, it's it's not really like a you can choose where to go kind of thing, um, but each time you kind of come back to the village after doing what dealing with one of the four like lieutenants, there's kind of new doors and stuff you can find there and things to open, um, and yeah. So Ethan eventually has a run in with the main bad guy, Mother Miranda, who's trying to do some evil stuff, presumably with your baby, mm-hmm. and then you kind of meet the four lieutenants who are kind of the main the cast you spend the most of the the game with Um, yeah they're all in like this big room in a castle all talking about you and lady uh demetresque is just like i should have him to do what i should want you guys don't see it but i'm standing up as tall as it's very it's very impressive and scary I should do with him what I want because it is my birthright. And my favorite, or at least second favorite character, Carl Heisenberg, Magneto's his hammer to him. It's like, bitch, what you say? And all right, I there, I have a love-hate relationship with Heisenberg, but we'll, we'll get to that. But I think uh, Mother Miranda says, yeah, you, whatever. you, uh, It's going to Demetresque. Who cares? And then you end up in a castle. Uh, who who is in the castle? Oh yeah, Lady Demetresque and her daughters. Uh, her daughters have names. One of them is Cassandra. I forget. Uh, but they're not women per se. They're flies that take the form of vampire women. Yeah, this game's something, weird. <laughs> something weird happened when the Lord Lady got sick a couple years ago, and they're like, the doctor's like, I don't know. We tried all the bloodletting. Uh, we tried this big leech we found in the river. Let's try this really fucked up looking bug thing that we found in this weird cave and see if that does something. And it did. Uh, um, and it's, this is kind of like the, the, you know, you're running around an area, Resident Evil. I I haven't played them, but I kind of understand the basic gist of like, this is a pretty classic, like Resident Evil kind of area where you're like doing puzzles you mm-hmm. occasionally run into monsters. There's also the big lady who you you can try to fight, but she she will she will mess you up. Can we talk about the two encounters with her which I found to be we the got most it, Yeah, we gotta talk about the one. Okay, there's sure. one of them where Ethan is just walking around in the basement. You were watching me stream this and I'm like, hey, this basement is designed like it would be a boss encounter. I'm gonna uh-huh. save right here. And Lo and behold, Ethan, like, reaches for a door and swipe Lady Demetresk, who can turn her hands into giant claws, cuts off Ethan's entire right hand yeah, from its like, arm. Yeah, like, not just, like, scratches it, just, like, the entire hand is just hanging on the elevator handle. And I'm just like, what the fuck? That's when I was like, this, I like where this game is going. This is great. I'm having By the a great time, you, time with this. By the time you get your hand back, he reattaches the hand with his three fingers on the other hand and while it's reattached you see him pour the green liquid on it and it reattaches not only his coat but his hand and arm and he's like 
the thing that worked. And it's like, what? It's so what? fucked up. I, what is yeah, that stuff? That was honestly more fucked up than seeing it get just like cut off. Which is, I'm like, wait, he, how did he put that? Ba- I need, I need that hand. I need that technology that that but, goop is And then he just of. puts it back on. And yep. I'm like, and the game is just kind of like, just yeah. n- says nothing, nothing about yeah. it. This total dead can, like no reaction, just to be like, yeah, you're supposed to know that what that is. And I'm like, what the fuck? This is what the can we talk about? It just and Ethan just like, yeah, this is fine. Okay, sure. L- literally Incredible. until the end of the game I, is I when they finally Ethan tell you so how that much. works. Oh, I uh, I love that the second time you meet Lady Dem- uh, Demetresque, it's after you've killed, I think it's two of her daughters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's after you've killed two of her daughters. And you see her make a phone call, like you're peeking through a window, you see her make a phone call. Lady Miranda's pissed because it's like, hey, you're supposed to be taking care of Ethan Winters, like uh, testing he's him, running, blood running him. But uh, it seems that he's killing your family. Um, that seems to be not part of the deal. And she gets all pissed. And Ethan's like, well, let me go into this room and steal her key. Lady Miranda pops in like, the fuck? What are you doing here? And she brolies him. What I mean is she grabs him by the neck and slams him on the ground. Not one, not two, three, four times. And slams him 30 floors down to the oh, bottom so of a good. <laughs> That's so funny. I think I like, love the shit she's talking to him too. Like you come into my home, slam, kill my family, <laughs> slam, steal the key to my room, slam. It's so good. Like, and you're I just think, like she's right. Just, Ethan, what are you doing, my man? I love as he falls through the floor. I love his incredulous, like, sounds and reactions as she's slamming him to the ground. Because he's just like, she's not even wrong. I can't believe this is happening right now. (laughs) Oh, like, and I think that is, uh, I guess, not to kind of, like, speed through. But I think one of my kind of, um, I feel one of the things that I, I was slightly down on in this game is I just feel like, they have these cool characters and designs and I, I, I just wish we got to spend more time with uh, with some of them sometimes. I feel like they breeze through some of these areas. It, I don't I know they don't want to overstay their welcome, but also but I, I say that but then I also think about some part my least favorite parts of the game were the parts that just felt like they went on forever. So actually it's a tough yeah, balance, for- so. For, for people that are wanting to play Resident Evil 8 and you think it's going to be, like, the big giant vampire lady game, nah, you get, like, three hours of that entire section. Yeah. Two if you know what you're doing, and uh, it's over, and it's gone, and you never see her again. You you kill her for good. That's it. You Big vampire lady is barely one-fourth of the game. Yeah, honestly. and that just, it's, uh, you know, it's... It's a little disappointing because it's a little bit of a bummer because she uh, she's an interesting character. Use of screen time, like yeah, yeah. Just, you, you do get a lot of her. You do get to hear. I love the lines that she spouts out when she's chasing you through the castle too. She's like, "You little runt!" How oh, like the more daughters you kill, the angrier she gets. She gets so she's like, "How dare you!" And she starts she starts uh, elongating her claws and smashing along each pillar that she comes along. It's great. It's good shit. Then the game goes yeah. to... And then uh, you're, uh, just... it, it, go, it goes from that to 
what I would say is probably the scariest moment in the video game I've ever experienced. Yeah, it, it kind of jumps to like a much more like a like you know Resident Evil is kind of an action horror game, and then the next part is just uh, this is the <laughs> Belladonna. Is this the? I think it's uh, yeah, uh, be, uh, Buena Buena Vuendo? Uh, it, it's some yeah, that's of, right. Uh, I think something like that. Uh, but uh, it definitely jumps too much more of a traditional horror kind of bend. And uh, oh, House Benaviento. Benaviento. Yeah. So <laughs> top question oh, on Google. Boy. Is Why? House Beneviento scary? <laughs> it's like hard, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um I love the misdirection of when you enter this house because the house is literally covered, sealing the floor in dolls. And I'm not talking like, you know, the dolls you buy nowadays like Star Wars or Marvel Sugars. Nah, we're talking those old nah, ass full on like dolls. eighteen sixty, the cre- the creepiest doll you can think of. Yeah, those Just types everywhere. of dolls with the dead eyes. <laughs> And that's not even the scary part. You go to the basement and you're like, uh-oh, there's a giant doll made of my wife. Oh, you see, here we and go. And this was a great bait and switch because the entire time I'm like poking that thing and like mm-hmm. doing puzzles around it. I'm like, oh, this thing is going to jump to life and it's going to yeah. be scary. Because also this this sequence really works really well because it's not really a combat sequence. You you have like... um. You don't have any guns. You can just run away. That's the only thing you can do. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, so you're like doing some more puzzles here. And then you get the best jump scare in this game. And oh my god. It, nightmare fuel. It's not even a jump scare so much as you're looking on the ground. By the time you do this little puzzle segment with the giant like wife-sized doll, as I'm going to call it. <laughs> it. And you... Look down and you see that the wife-sized doll is gone, and in its place is just a pool of blood and uh, a very long umbilical cord. And you're like, man, I'm going to save the game right here because uh, I'm not going to like where this is going, am I? And you start walking, you follow the bloody umbilical cord, you're like, man. I think you go to the the bottom of the well and... uh, uh, Oh, yeah! Bad vibes. Anytime, like... A sidebar there's a way, there's like a tool that you get in this game uh to like bring stuff up from the bottom of a well uh and one time i was using that and a ladder came up the well i'm like no i got this tool to bring stuff to me i'm not going down there i'm it's I'm coming up to me uh-uh no not after that not after this part that we're talking about this part cursed me from it totally ruined Wells for me. I'm not a big. I was a big I, I, Well I fan think, before playing this game. Not anymore. I no, think sir. that was on purpose to try to like make you say, "Yeah, you have to go down this well. Nope. Do it. Do it, you punk." But at least you had your guns, so it's like, "Yeah, yeah let, let's go." I load that grenade. Load there, that grenade launcher a couple times just to be safe. <laughs> <laughs> make sure everything's topped off. Oh, no, yeah. so you don't. You don't have your guns. You're following the bloody umbilical cord and peeks around the corner. Is how would you describe that? This gigantic fetus baby that is just constantly crying, just and it looks like an amorphous blob. Real and it's bad. Fast. It's just like just an immediate like nope. I've never noped harder ab- about anything I played in a game. You just would like, think like because no. it's blob like, it's slow. No, it's shockingly fast. It's, it's like an alligator. <laughs> 
That, 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 that's the part that, like, fucked me up a little too much. I'm like, okay, this can't be... And you look around behind you, and it's creeping that much closer. You're like, oh, fuck. Okay, this game I, ain't playing right. I never turned around. I, I'm gonna be <laughs> I never turned around. Look, I saw that thing, and immediately it's like, zoop, and... Uh, but yeah, just overall, that sequence is just is so good because it's I, I a, love- a friend of um a friend of mine, uh, Maria. Uh, shout out to Maria. Uh, she has a podcast called Spooky, Sexy, Scary, where they watch scary movies and uh, or horror movies, I should say, and then trying to determine try to determine if this if it's like spooky, sexy, or scary or uh, some partial combination and i feel like this game is a rare trifecta because you get you get plenty of spooky which is i think is like a good description for like the first sections of this game uh you get a little sexy with a -hmm. a big lady she's like a big big fancy lady but uh this is when you get the actual scary is this part right here and it's just all the stuff in the in the basement of the house to like the pt repeating section like hide-and-seek, yeah. doll, nightmare, hell. That was not good. Uh, uh, that, that that part, when you finally get past the baby... Wait, before we get past the baby section, can I just say that when you finally find the fuse to just... Uh, oh, my God. I, actually, no. What, one of my favorite parts is when you go down deeper into the basement, because that's what you do when you're getting chased by a, a fetal baby slug monster. Uh... And you try to go back upstairs, and it's like, Aah! and you see it on top of the stairs. You're like, of course, why yeah. would it be? You you have the two worst... options: you hide under the bed, or you hide in the closet. <laughs> I hid under the bed, and it just like waiting for it to go off camera, so you knew it was behind you. Was just the just one of the worst feelings. Just awful, <laughs> very bad. Would not recommend. <laughs> Terrible vibes. There's another part when you find the fuse to turn on the elevator. When when you turn on the elevator, you know, you got the horror thing where the character pushes the button and then keeps pushing the button. And you look behind you, and there's Baby Slug Monster. You're like, okay. And then you run into the study, and you have to kind of Benny uh, Hill music um, <laughs> run around the table. Just, the just awful. So bad. <laughs> but overall, an incredible sequence. So like, Yeah, that... Was- that- that part is really great. fun. Um, uh, I'm glad the rest of the game wasn't that way. I do want to say because I don't. I couldn't handle that. Nope. To play an entire game yeah, like that. Like I think it was good that they only had one segment of this game, like truly be scary, uh, because it felt like it was it was just the right amount of like that level of this is very scary. Uh, yeah, that it was perfect for me. I think. Um, uh, I'm not excited to talk about the next section, the next boss. Yeah, this this is kind of where the game, like, uh, I I just I thought the the um the like kind of the fish water area I thought had yeah. was interesting, but I just am not really was not really interested in, in him as a character. Uh, I think they just kind of do some weird kind of stuff with him. So really... I think that if you have a phobia of water, and if you have, uh, I think it's called thalophobia, where it's your fear of the giant monsters of the deep, then this part would fuck with you more. Um, but because I don't have that, I looked at this as, oh, big 
Okay, I looked at that part. I'm like, okay, I get to manipulate your AI to understand where it is your like fish tracking is gonna go, and it was not only like the least scary part of the game, but it ended up being like at a certain point the most action oriented. Okay, that's a lie. I'm not gonna say it's the most action oriented part of the game. No, no, that I I would be remiss saying that. Um, it was just. You, you go from, like, the scariest part of the game to, like, okay, we need to calm the player down. We just set their heart rate at 180. And it's like, oh, you need to put it back to 60 or something like that. Yeah, it's just, like, at 90 or something. like, and, you know, like, the gameplay is pretty similar to, like, the the section of, like, Lady Demetrasque. But I also think Lady Demetrasque is a much more just, like, compelling character and villain uh, yeah. Then this guy whose name I can't even remember right now because I'm not looking at a character cast and I should be. Uh, it's Mord Mordow. Mordow, yeah. Like yeah. It's just like, hey, look at this gross. Uh, you know, every game does need a, a gross little guy, uh, like capital <laughs> G, capital guy. L, capital G. Um, it's a common <laughs> genre trope that uh, there's at least one gross little guy in stuff. Um, sometimes they're a regular size, but they are spiritually a gross little guy. Um, but there's always one. Yeah. So you gotta you gotta have one, I guess. Uh, and this one just wasn't particularly interesting in any way to me. No, the, actually, the, this part is kind of kind of not great. Uh, Moreau, not more Moreau. Moreau, that's Moreau's, right. Moreau's reservoir. That entire section. It's like yeah, yeah. you get to deal with a big fish monster, and uh, then you kill it, and. Oh, we on. should, you know, we would be remiss, you know, while before we go into the fourth section of this game, to not talk, talk about our uh, our uh, our good our good friend, the Duke. <gasps> Why have we not talked about the Duke? The Duke. The this, Duke. The, the, this gigantic fat guy that you meet before you get to Lady Demetra's castle. I ain't never seen like... a big boy living in a um, truck. You you never find out much more about him except he's a big guy. He's just like the weapon merchant from Resident Evil Four. He sell you sells you weapons. He upgrades your weapons. You have to bring him specialty food to upgrade your stats. Uh, he even he's got steals some good, a line from good Resident cooking Evil. sounds, which I always appreciate in a game. Oh, Japan's war on food, real life food continues with virtual food. Um, and he. He even steals a line from the merchant from Resident Evil 4. He says, oh, what are you buying? Oh, 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 just a line I stole from an old friend. I'm like, that, that's the kind of fair service I like in a video game. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's pretty good. <laughs> um, I love how just in the cat, like, he, he'll he be in the cat, like, in the castle, and Lady Demetresque is like, you just barely escaped from her, and she, you yeah. can still hear her footsteps outside, and he's just like, it's kind of wild out there, huh? <laughs> They never explain like, why God, she can't follow in there. I know it's like just like the Resident Evil thing where it's like it's a safe room and the zombies can't go in there. And if you're playing like Resident Evil Nemesis, the Nemesis can't go in there. It's it's just a gameplay mechanic. Like yeah. how do the boxes in Resident Evil One and Two work? Like well, I don't know. They just do. It's that it's just, sort of thing. It's just the it's just the game. That's just that's yeah, just what it's, it is. It's a video game thing. Yeah. That, just, just like in the like the um the labyrinth type of puzzles. Why doesn't Ethan just say, oh, the ball went in the right here. I don't have time for this. I gotta go get my child. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a video game. Let me... Let, hold on. Let me... Let me... My, my baby is trapped in, in four separate jars. And he's like... He's like doing like the ball in a cup thing. Like... <laughs> 
Yes, exactly! <laughs> I can just get it, and I can get uh, 20 more dollars. R Rose, you could wait. I almost got this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was close that time. Uh, 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 mm, uh. Um, oh, yeah, did you did you have an issue with the money economy in this game? Uh, like I wouldn't say I had trouble with the money economy. Uh, the, I, I, the economy, I thought, was going pretty well until the fourth and, uh, I guess, like, kind of final, well, fourth-ish final section of the game uh, with Heisenberg, because fucking... Heisenberg's castle. I hated... This, this section really... Oh, man. Okay. I, I may, don't know. I, I've said before, I think on this podcast, I've definitely <laughs> said many times, Hi, uh, Magneto is one of my favorite, like, villains and yeah. favorite characters, he period. Do, Heisenberg does, like, the Magneto steps, like, I'm making metal that's steps so myself. That's so fucking like, that is, metal. Uh, that's very sick. High-tier move. Always respect it. You, you lose, he loses his hammer because you can find it later on as, like, a thing to sell to the Duke. You're like, hey, I found Heisenberg's hammer. And you want to <laughs> ask Ethan, like... Dude, smack him with it! I don't know! I, I didn't keep that, bro. <laughs> Actually, you know, now that I think about it, since Heisenberg, like, can control metal, that might be the, literally the worst thing to use against him. Well, that's a good point, actually. Oh, yeah, because we learned <laughs> that there's actually something way better to use against Heisenberg that... <laughs> let's talk about his factory before we get to that. Mm, let, let, to. Let's talk about his factory. I hate because the factory it's long. so much. It's, it's not it. the best. It's it, just... It's. It feels like it's kind of the, the worst. Like, this is definitely my least favorite section of the game, just because it's. It feels like yeah. it's just completely designed to just chew up all your ammo. It yeah. gets tedious very quickly. Um, you know, the, it turns the, into an action game at this. point. Yeah, and it's just this game just isn't built like an action game, and and so it's when it leans into that stuff it's just not really what i come to what i came to this game expecting um mm -hmm. you know it's fine like the propeller guy is still kind of scary uh i did not like him one bit no thank you that was uh, a, that was a fun boss fight yeah um but just yeah, this section is just like not i don't know just i was good i was like it I, just i it needed to be like half an hour shorter uh, of Somehow. the yeah, of the four uh, of the eleven hours it took me to beat Resident Evil Village, I think four of those hours was spit just in Heisenberg's factory. It oh. it was not fun. <laughs> no, it's and then so long. Yeah, and then like it, you get knocked down to the bottom of this factory, and you're just like, oh my god, no! And then all of a sudden, Chris Redfield. Doing like the mid-game plot twist of I was the good eye, good guy the whole time. I was like, also like, hey, look at this sick tank I found that uh, Heisenberg built, but actually doesn't. Uh, he can't control for some reason because it is has that plastic. What it was? Yes. Wait, seriously? Is that? Yeah. Is that act? I didn't know that. That's oh like gosh. one of the notes or something nearby, but it's just like, hey, look at this, I... look at this big tank. We're sorry for this really annoying section that we just put you through. Have a fun, have fun in the tank. I don't know what to think about the tank section when I got to it because I was like, this is very cathartic. But then I thought, wait, this is also like, I want to say this is dumb. But if you've played a Resident Evil game before, you know that they always like start with the final boss having just a really dumb section. Except 
starting with the tank, the dumb doesn't end. This is this is the oh, precursor no, to the rest of the dumb. The precursor. <laughs> this is this is the game warned. You don't know it. This is the game warning you ahead of time. Oh, it gets dumber. Oh, it's about to <laughs> get super in. dumb. Like. It, it, well, first of all, you're like flying in the air with this tank thing, and like, it's very, it's all very, it's all very serious and somber. The magnet tornado killed me. You're, Ethan's just like, well, oh, I'm caught in this magnet tornado. What am I supposed to do? I know, I'll control the tank while in the tornado and shoot at that Heisenberg's monster throat. Just incredible. And he does. <laughs> And, and it looked like a Jason Statham movie at that part. And then, well, and then, like five minutes later, after the tank section, uh, uh, e- Ethan dies? Question mark. Um, oh and then, yeah, Lady Lady Marina rips his heart out. Yeah, literally. she like pulls his heart out. And you're like, eyes. you know, you being the player, like, you know, I know Ethan doesn't need his hand, but he probably needs that. Um, uh, and he dies. Uh, then it goes, he goes to Chris Redfield. It's like full on Gillies in the mist call of duty. Like, it's so funny. Cause like five, like literally 10 minutes ago, I was very carefully a, a, like aiming to like preserve every single bullet I could. And then like 10 minutes later, I'm just like hip firing, like out of pure spite at these werewolf guys. It's like, this is... Oh, the, mo- it's like, the modified oh, AK-47 oh, that they yeah. give you, it just annihilates every... Oh, even, like, so the gigantic good. werewolves. Oh, the ones yeah. that take uh, a magnum round or, like, what was it? Three grenade launcher yeah. rounds or something like that to kill them? Nah, Chris Rail feels like, Brah! and they're down. I'm not, like, I, I didn't... I, I did not aim once in that section. I hip-fired the whole time. You have out of, to. Out of pure spite. I was just like, let's go. <laughs> out of spite. <laughs> and, then, and then you get to the part where Chris Redfield has, like, the laser pointer to start calling in airstrikes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or artillery strikes or whatever the fuck. He's like, hey, guys, aim at this section. And this is a section full of werewolves. You're like, uh-huh. What if it wasn't? And... Bam! They all it's just it gets real dumb. It's great. Uh, I, I did. I did. Then, that was so uh, cathartic. Then, well, then there's the real twist here that you learn that Ethan is uh, is moss. Yeah, Ethan it, is made out of moss. He's made out, out of moss or mold or whatever. Mold. Uh, that's what it mold. is. Uh, yeah, Ethan is made out of mold because he's a mold experiment. Apparently, in part seven, when Resident Evil Seven begins. That very opening, Ethan Winters, the human, died. He's fucking dead. The Ethan Winters you've been playing in Resident Evil 7 and 8, that was him brought back to life made of mold. Made of mold, man. <laughs> and that's like, that's a good twist. I like that. I I, I dug it. It's just like, you. how did you never notice this, Ethan? Did you never go outside? Did you never no, sit outside it- on a hot day and be like, I'm remediating. What's happening to me? No, no, <laughs> no, no, hear me out. That explains all of it. It explains why he's so fucking weird. Because he's not human anymore! <laughs> why Why does pouring the goo on his hand fix his hand? Why does he, like, mildly react to getting appendages Why does off? Ethan Winters go to a, uh, an NFL playoff game and wear the NFL hat? <laughs> That's what he would do. Yes, because he's not human. He's like, I don't know, I I like a black hat with a a gray and silver logo. 
he hasn't been a human for two games. I thought that was a great twist. It explained all of his weird mannerisms. Uh, completely. Like, oh my he's... god. I was wrong. I was mold <laughs> I was all along. All along. <laughs> you finally made a fungus. Yes, you finally made a fungus. Yes, you finally made a fungus out of me. I love you, Mother Miranda! <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yes, that, that, that twist totally happens. And so, after you get done murking everything as Chris Redfield, and I really do mean, like, this entire, like, half-hour section, you're just infinite. You you have basically infinite bullets. You have almost infinite stim packs. You have actual military grenades. Nothing can stand in your way. Oh, you understand so why Chris? You understand why Chris Redfield hasn't been scared the entire time? Because he's like, why? I can handle everything. <laughs> What am I scared of? <laughs> to be fair, if if you have played Resident Evil games, this is the same Chris Redfield has gone through in Resident Evil 1, 3, uh, he was kind of in 3, 4, no, he wasn't in 4, he was in 5, he was definitely in 6, he was doing the exact same thing in 6, and you saw him at the end of 7, he put on a lot of muscle in that three and a half years between 7 and 8. It's actually kind of ridiculous how jacked they make Chris Redfield. He, you, I thought he was a monster, actually, because he looked inhumanly large in the chest. Are you I'm also, not even kidding. Are you also mold, fellow mold man? <laughs> no, no, oh, just me? Okay. And well, let, let, let's get let's talk about that very last ending part of the game. Um, when when Chris Redfield discovers that Ethan Winters' wife, uh, Evelyn, is actually still alive, the baby is all good and fine. The baby's been melded with Mother Miranda, but Rose is still alive, and uh, Chris Redfield is looking for a way to destroy the big bad mold beast. And Ethan Winters comes back alive because he's like, oh yeah, I'm not dead. Yeah, I'm mold. It's okay. I'm not dead, but I'm going to I'm gonna kill everyone and get my wife and my baby back. And then you play the last bit of the game. Oh, you know, I love this part where the the Duke picks you up. He puts you in the back of his mm -hmm. like little traveling carriage or caravan or whatever. And Ethan's like, what are you? And Duke's like, Neither, not even I know the answer to that. And it's like, oh, are, are you also Mold, fellow Ah, mold fellow person? Mold man. I actually don't know what the Duke Am is. Am I That's Mold? Fun. Yes, Ethan, you were Mold. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, weird. I hate the final boss fight. I hate fighting It's bad, Miranda. not good. Don't like it. That fight sucks. Like, that fight is a test of how much did you upgrade all of your weapons. Yeah, and how much ammo answer... you have left. Like, Yeah, if the answer is not at all or not much ammo, this fight got up really dumb really, really yeah, quick. Yeah, just not great. Um, but uh... I, I, I know a lot of Resident Evil bosses are bullet sponges, but this felt a particularly egregious. Because yeah. she barely even reacts when you, like dead set shotgun her right in the face and she's like oh ethan winters why won't you die like bitch why won't you die what the hell <laughs> says you <laughs> um but you get through that uh ethan is trying to get away with rose and 
hands the uh, uh does a lateral pass to uh Redfield uh to take Rose in for the touchdown uh as uh <laughs> the, the as there's a big mold explosion and they blow it up and everything uh is bad the end um but eh, uh not so bad Evelyn and Rose live Evelyn yeah Evelyn and uh Rose live uh, during the credits, you get a very hilarious message of this is the end of Ethan's story. There is no more Ethan. Ethan is super dead. Yeah, they we make are it done very with clear. Ethan, no. which is very funny. Ethan Winters is not coming back. I think that's fine. They completed his story. Yeah, and they there's yeah. a you know like kind of a post credit like tease for what they do in the future. Like you see Rose, slightly more grown up. Um, and I, I would, she has powers. She seems to have powers of some kind. They don't. The the fun thing is that they don't say you don't ever see what those are. So mm-hmm. in like Resident Evil Nine, uh, you know, that could be anything. So I think that is fun that they left that as wide open as they did. Um, and kind of like I said, overall, I uh, I think the back half of this game was a really kind of dragged down the experience, but. Overall, I think I had a good, a pretty fun time playing this playing this game. There are some really great moments. Uh, my new favorite protagonist, uh, Ethan Winters. Um, I just want to see him do go into anything and get mildly scared, no matter how uh, not scary or how uh, unconfrontably horrifying something is. Just him having the same reaction to it was as very endearing to me. But that wasn't a human being you were playing. You were playing a mold man the entire time. They should put Ethan Winters in Smash. No! Oh, <laughs> Lord, no! <laughs> I said that and I was like, that would be so bad. That would be... Oh, God! That would... What would the internet reaction be? Who? What? When did the internet have the worst Smash reaction? I think it was with Byleth. That Byleth is probably the worst person. one. Byleth was bad. Hell, even I was really shitty about Byleth because I'm like, for yeah. fuck's sake, I paid money for this character. I was mad, but then I ended up really liking Byleth, so I'm, I got kind of owned by that. No, we're not. <laughs> like Sakurai said, maybe in your downtime, try Byleth, maybe you'll like them. And Mike's like, god damn it, that worked. <laughs> it did. Uh, yeah, only one Smash announcement got a hose mad trending immediately after, so... Yes. It trends a little bit every time, but only one time really did it. I I think, yeah, but there was nothing worse than Byleth. Justifiably so. Another anime sword fighter, and it's from Fire Emblem? Oh. That was... <laughs> In hindsight, that is just thinking funny. about it. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, since this isn't the host, man, <laughs> episode... That'll be our offshoot is... Smash podcast. Oh my goodness! It, it, it's it's just me and Mike trying to Ganondorf versus the King Crocodile, trying to knock the other one off the stage until the end of time. I uh okay back to Resident Evil. I um yeah I liked it. I dug it. I would recommend most people that like action games give it a try. If you like horror games, uh yeah this this has some really good horror moments. You're never, like, overloaded with bullets. There are certain parts of the game where it's like, yes, you have a lot of bullets, but this enemy has a lot of health. 
Um, I recommended it to Josh to actually play, and I recommend Josh plays it on casual mode, because the higher the difficulty you actually ramp the game up, all it does is it makes it so enemies just take more bullets. Yeah. And that's that's super I, lame. That's, I honestly would kind of recommend that, too, just because I feel like you still... The stuff that is here to be enjoyed is not in any way reduced by it being, like, on easier difficulty, for sure. So, mm-hmm. I would I'd 100% agree with that. I mean, in casual mode, you could apparently drop their werewolves in one headshot as opposed to two or three. It's like, okay, I actually wish I just played this game on casual mode. Hey, oh, hello, casual mode, hello. Every time when I headshot the werewolves and they're like, Arr! and they shake it off, I visibly watch them shake it off. I'm like, all right, seriously, what the fuck? I get it, you're a werewolf, yeah. but come on, man. I, I just deaded, deaded you in the head. But okay. Anyways, I recommend that game. Really fun. I, I, I'm glad I played it. Sixty dollars, well spent. Uh, I don't want to play any DLC. I'm not that interested in it. I thought it was just good enough, but I'm afraid DLC of the game will just be like probably more morose stuff, where it's like kind oh. of interesting, but kind. Man, of, what if uh, what if the DLC is like? They lure you in with like a Lady Demetrask backstory, and it's actually just another Heisenberg factory. He has, he has two of them. <sighs> Nightmare fuel. That's the real. That's that's the real horror right there, folks. You 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 play as a character that Heisenberg tortured or something, and you have to help build Heisenberg's tank. Oh no! <laughs> build me this sick tank that I can't use or control. But I would like if there was you, you're onto something right there. If there was DLC where you played as one of the four victims of Lady Demetresk, because she does have four victims and they each have little notes in their cells. Um, it, it's in her castle. If you played as one of her victims and you got to experience like how that storyline proceeded, like yeah, I, I probably would give that yeah. a shot. I'm curious know. to see like what the what kind of stuff they will do for that. That'll be and that'll be interesting. And I'm sure that they yeah, they've already said that they will. And I think this is. I guess um, this is like one of the best-selling Resident Evil games, I think, in the series history, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I would have to look that up. It's definitely the most played, like, via Steam. Mm-hmm. Or the it, it had the most active users at one time of any other Resident Evil game, sales or otherwise. Like, more people were playing this on release during its release window of, like, the first mm-hmm. week or first month than any other game. So it might it might be the best selling. Actually, that's something we can Google right now. Uh, best selling Resident Evil game. I would assume it's part two, but let's see if it's eight. And the answer is five. Wow. All right. Okay. Huh. Yeah, it looks like it's already up to four point five million. So it's doing pretty well. For that's them. that's impressive. That's a good good job, Capcom. Yeah, Resident Evil Five. 13.4 million copies. That's... I guess people really liked 4, so I guess that kind of makes sense. 4 is really good, but I can't believe uh, 5 outsold it that much. I... Mm, 
I actually, you know, I'm going to be that guy, and I'm going to say, like, one of the reasons I never bought Part 5, even though I loved 4, is because it was Chris Redfield in Africa shooting a bunch of black people. I'm like, this seems fucked up. Uh, I don't know if I want to play ooh, this game. <laughs> also, one of the DLCs you could get from Chris Redfield's partner, whose name I forget, but she's in the very tribal wear, and, like, one of her outfits is a uh like a bra made of jaguar skin i was like okay all right guys i'm oh man i'm sure oh. <laughs> that's you know you... You see, sometimes you see something like that and then like the localization people just get the game and you're they're just like oh, no <laughs> they're, they're like we're no. i'm just here to collect the check at this point oh yeah that's not great <laughs> That, that's oh. that's actually the reason why I never bought that game like in its first initial launch, and I just haven't had an interest since. I'm, I'm uh... sure there's a good story reason for it. I don't know. I don't. Maybe there's not. Maybe they're mold. They are not mold. They are Lost Plagueis, which is worse because those are aliens. Are they bug people. Kind of. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. If you see what Lost Plagueis actually looks like, it's it's aliens, and they kind of are. Scythe is there people. a is there a, a a nasty little guy in the game? Yes, uh, there is. He looks like Napoleon. Ah, the evil four. Yeah, see, you keep an eye out for him. You know, there's always one. <laughs> All right, you got anything else to say, Mike? Uh, I think that'll be it for me. Thanks for joining us. Uh, joining me on this uh, lovely spoiler cast, Ray. Oh, well, thank you. It's, it's good talking and good talking about this game. Uh, All right. I so guess I'll... We need to sign off. We need to sign Josh off. Josh is really good at. Uh, if you're watching this, congratulations. Uh, we didn't make a video of it. I don't know how you did it. Give me a call. Uh, I can I make guess. a video of this. Uh, okay. Um, if uh, you're listening to this, uh, you should listen to it the same place... Uh, you should find the subscribe button on the on a page not too far away from your podcast thing that it's on right now and hit that. Uh, Unscripted Gaming is where you can find us on YouTube. We have Twitter. We have a Facebook page. Uh, and we're probably on most podcast platforms where you regularly get them. So, Oh, and uh, boom, boom. please leave a review. Yeah, please leave a podcast. We, we like a review. Yourself. Those really help. We appreciate it. Don't leave one-star reviews. If you have bad opinions, uh, keep them to yourself. Only good ones. <laughs> Only good opinions. All right. Thank you. Yeah. And peace. Peace.